Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we're joined by Ryan Power from Power Conditioning, Inc. in St. John's, Newfoundland, and Clarenville, Newfoundland, Canada. Ryan, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Austin. Got it, man. Hopefully, I didn't butcher that uh, too bad, but we're in Canada, so I love talking to uh, Canadian gym owners. We've had a tough couple of years, uh, I think, compared here to the U.S., spoke with someone in uh, British Columbia yesterday. So this will be fun to hear kind of your take on uh, your business and everything. So been open. You've been in this industry, Ryan, for a while, as you told me a few minutes ago. Just let's start with why. Why did you uh, decide to get involved in the fitness industry, in the coaching industry, in this entrepreneurial path, you know, within this fitness space? Yeah, well, it started out with, uh, with a sport. I played hockey uh, growing up my whole life. And, uh, you know, I was recruited to head off to Ontario and play hockey. And uh, one thing I noticed when I first went away, I was, uh, I was just hitting 17 years old. And when I got to that level, I realized that a lot of these guys were, you know, these guys were gym goers. They were learning at an early age, you know, how to be conditioned, how to be strong. And I was always an athletic guy, you know, whether it was gym class or playing other sports, I played all kinds of sports when I was growing up and I stayed very active, which in turn allowed me to be a fairly fit kid growing up. But when I got to that level, I realized that uh, so many of these guys were just giants at a young age. And I knew that uh, if I was going to play hockey at a high level, I had to, you know, dig a little bit deeper and uh, start doing some weight training. And at the time, weight training was really the only big thing. You might go for a three kilometer, four or five kilometer run or something. And then aside from that, you were just learning how to lift a few weights. Um, so that was a big thing for me regards to hockey development. So I took, uh, I took my hockey path into a four-year jun- four junior career, and then I went into a university career uh, from there and obviously studied to, uh, you know, to branch off from, from hockey once I graduated. Uh, so anyways, throughout all those years, I was really focused on conditioning, strength work, and of course, learn more and more as I, uh, as I got through into my 20s. Uh, once I was finishing up my university degree, I decided to go play a year of pro hockey. So it was awesome to have that opportunity, especially coming from a very small town. I grew up in a little tiny town. I mean, we're talking like 1,500 people. As, yeah, small minor hockey association. So, you know, I, I took a lot of pride in the fact that I was getting that opportunity. So I took, took a year off and I went down and played professional hockey. Uh, and then when I came home, I was kind of at a little bit of a crossroad. So uh, I studied in university. I wanted to be a phys ed teacher originally. Yeah. And uh, during my off-season uh, months from university, I was actually working as a scuba diver. And I was always a go kind of kind of a go-getter when it comes down to work. I, I wasn't afraid of work. So I worked as a scuba diver in the day, in the mornings, afternoon. And then I came home, I, I would eat supper. And then a lot of times I was working at a bar as a as a security guy, a doorman guy or whatnot. So I always seem to, you know, punch the hours regards to making a little bit of money. And uh, anyway, so when I returned from my pro hockey season, I was kind of, like I mentioned at, at a crossroads where I was thinking, okay, am I going to, am I going to move on and become a phys ed teacher? Uh, I was really interested in diving and I knew that, 
you know, that industry had uh, capabilities of, of making me a really, really good income, you know, uh, for a career. And then it was this stuff uh, regards to, you know, moving forward with, uh, with personal training and becoming a trainer and whether it was, you know, uh, privately with one-on-one -on -one clients or groups, I just knew that out of the three uh, careers I just mentioned, I knew one of them was, was a real route for me to go. And uh, so anyway, I credit uh, my, uh, my boss back when I started this uh, back in Prince Edward Island, Canada, which is where I did my degree. I came home from my pro hockey season and, uh, and a couple of these guys, uh, Alan Andrews and at the time Doug Shepard was working there as well. Uh, Andrews hockey growth programs. They contacted me right away when they knew I returned home and asked me if I wanted to do the training portion for them. Aside from the on ice stuff that they were already doing, they asked me if I wanted to operate a facility for them to keep these young players conditioned and strong during the off season and into the in season when they had time. So anyway, that's where it all started from there. Uh, so big credit to, uh, to those guys uh, in approaching me to, you know, uh, think it through and, and look ahead to the future. And that's, and that's really where it all started. And uh, once I got in into their uh, business and they gave me, a great opportunity as a director to really make it what I felt it needed to be. So when it came down to, you know, they opened the facility regarding the equipment we needed, uh, who we needed to get in the door, like you know, what age groups, uh, what type of athletes, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then it just took off from there. So uh, I spent, uh, you know, almost, almost two years with them. And uh, then the opportunity came up for me to move home and continue playing some senior hockey. And at the time, the senior hockey here in the province was was paying players some decent money. And uh, I still had that little bit of energy left in the tank. So I decided I was going to move home and be home where my parents uh, were and, and my roots. And, uh, you know, I didn't up and leave them because I wanted to. It was just an opportunity to be home in a different province, you know, where I grew up. So... Anyways, then I uh, worked for another hockey company here in St. John's for a couple of years and then just branched out on my own in 2009 and I haven't looked back. So love it. Yeah, I love it. So we started from a performance background, athletic background, like a lot of us did. Right. Uh, what, no matter what the sport was. And uh, we've grown this to a uh, two location business. All right? So power conditioning around you have two locations. Um, first one you opened in 29, like you just said. What led you to open up the second location? Yeah, it was kind of tough because uh, I have a two-hour commute yeah. from one gym to the other. It's pretty much exactly two hours. Uh, my wife has uh, a really good job here in Clarenville. She's a veterinarian, so um, and in a much smaller town here. Uh, not quite the same amount of athletes as I'm going to gain in, in the city, and I and I feel I've always felt that I have so much to offer when it comes down to, you know, the sports science background and being able to work with these athletes. Uh, so I decided that I was going to build up a clientele base uh, in St. John's as well. And uh, once again, credit to another uh, hockey company in the city. Um, they got me started in there in uh, 2008. And then in through 2009, I kind of just decided I was going to branch off on my own, but I was actually renting a school gymnasium at the time and I had all my equipment uh, 
into that school gymnasium where I left it and it seemed to be safe there. I mean, students were, I guess, respecting my equipment. It's hard to beat up this stuff too, you know, if it's just being used for fitness. So the gym teacher there allowed me to run my programs out of the gymnasium. Uh, they were able to use it as well regards to the students and his gym classes. If they wanted to run, you know, a fitness session instead of a floor hockey game, they could use the dump. So all this equipment was left for them to use. And, uh, you know, it was good that nothing ever happened to the equipment. It didn't get stolen, whatever. Uh, so while that was going on in, in the gymnasium in St. John's, I had opened the original, the first uh, Clarenville studio. Uh, and of course, I've changed locations actually in this town three times. Yeah. But uh, it was 2015 when I opened the gym in St. John. So I moved from the gymnasium and actually, you know, went to a storefront and opened up uh, a space there, but uh, 4,000 square feet in that space. So that's the one from 2015. Yeah. It's the St. John's location. And the one I'm in now is the Clarenville location. And this one here is about 2,500 square feet. Okay. And this one here is, this is my third location in this town. I just kind of, slowly keep growing the space so the the original space was much smaller then i went into another one a little bit bigger and then this year is a new building that we just moved into about four years ago that's awesome yeah uh, so yeah lead with kind of revenue and, and uh you know start small and grow i did a similar thing um do you see any difference in like the size from your one gym that's four thousand square feet to this one is there a difference capacity wise because i see your layout there ryan yeah you know, I know you can fit a lot of people in these group sessions with the equipment and setup you have, which I think is a huge asset. Um, any big difference from 4,000 square feet to 2,500 square feet as far as capacity and what you can do and how many people you can serve and all that sort of stuff? Uh, it really is. Uh, the, two, the two spaces are set up the same way. So we have the same equipment in both uh, locations, but the bigger location, uh, which is in St. John's, that one there just has uh, more of what we have, yeah. uh, and regards to moving around and being able to accommodate groups. Uh, I'll give you an example. You know, if there's a group in this location here, we're having one group going at a time. Uh, I was at the other location last night. We had two groups going at once. So yeah. it just kind of gives you an idea. I had one of my coaches on the floor with a, with a full hockey team on one end. Yeah. And then I actually, at the same time, we don't always do this, but I had, then I had a women's functional class going on in the second half of the gym. Uh, so we're able to do things like that when we, uh, when we have those situations come up. Uh, sometimes another example I could have, you know, I could have a full uh, group of athletes coming through. A lot of times we do fairly big groups at 12 to 16 players in the off season when these guys are not playing hockey. And I might have a player with an injury or something that he's, you know, he's ailing and, recovering from so I could have one coach with that big group and then the coaches moved off to the side with the other player doing a little bit of rehabilitation recovery work um, but regards to this space here it's mostly just one group and uh, I, I, the other thing too with the, the bigger location I have more coaches uh, because we have more clientele base it's a bigger it's a bigger town uh, we're looking at you know a city of 150,000 people versus a town here of 5,000 people. Yeah. So, you know, regards to the square footage, I'm just going on the, the dynamics of, of population. For sure. So yeah, let's talk about that. So that's, so you have a nice lens from two different size towns, cities, towns, and uh, obviously it plays a role in, uh, you know, getting people in the door, right? So what have you done 
Ryan in both towns, and since they're two hours apart, I think it's obviously you're not competing with each with each, with each other there. To get new clients in the door consistently, uh, the bigger town location and then the smaller town location. What have you done differently? Are they the same? And what's worked best? Maybe what hasn't worked? It's uh, it's mostly it's mostly a business that's thriving off word of mouth, really. Yeah. Um. So you know, I get. I get somebody new in the door and that one person might check out, you know, one of my social media accounts, whether it's Twitter or Instagram, I use Instagram the most. I, I don't know. It, it, it just seems to be the social media account. I, I like the most. Uh, and mainly because there's so many athletes that are using Instagram over Twitter. I noticed that big time. And of course, over Facebook. So I got into the Instagram because athletes is, uh, is a big portion of the business. And uh, those guys, I always notice that they're really active on that certain social media site. Uh, so I'm using, I'm using that a fair bit, but it certainly comes down to word of mouth. Um, younger athletes, I usually hear from the parents first, an email usually, um, which they can dig up on my web, website. But I think a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, you know, this, this snowball effect regards to clientele, it's coming from word of mouth. And then, then once they hear about my name, my business, it's checking into one of the sites, whether it's the website or Twitter, or they probably dig up some information and then usually it's a phone call or an email. Yeah. So you brought up word of mouth, which I just want to ask you a little more um, in a second, but before that, Ryan, what is the uh, demographic of the gym athlete to general population? 50-50 or is it more athletes to general pop? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say 50-50. Okay. Uh, like, and I haven't dug deep. Like we use an app for sign in and I'm yeah. sure you've heard of this app because it's an inter international app. We use studio bookings for, sure. uh, for sign in for all members. Uh, we have a, a really good population of uh, functional members. So that'd be no different than myself right. Right. or yourself signing into a, a good uh, hit circuit class sure. uh and then of course we have the athletes that i've mentioned several times and i think we're about a 50 50 uh i train a lot of high-end high profile athletes so a lot of times they're actually gone during the hockey season they're not even playing in our local areas they're moved away and when they move away of course i got to stay busy throughout the whole winter so a lot of times when the athletic population kind of dives then the, and then, you know, we got adults coming through summer, you know, they're doing a lot of beers, pat patios and, and uh, restaurants and moving around. So obviously once summer ends and our weather starts to take a turn for the worst, those athletes start, those athletes are going down, but the, the adults start climbing back up. So it is a pretty, uh, it's a pretty good uh, split for sure. Regards to working out a, a, a you know, a 12 month schedule. For sure. That's good. Yeah. There's, there's massive uh, seasonality to our business, you know, for sure. Like I've experienced the same thing kind of flipped for us or maybe the same as you said, but yeah, our summers are slow. So I'd fill that time with the athletes. At least that's where I'm more, more high school and like uh, we had a college across the street. So I helped too, but uh, yeah, for sure. So like uh, with that, with the getting new clients in the door piece, Ryan, with the general population, have you, you know, you said you did uh, word of mouth, which is obviously a good source of uh, marketing and, People love what we're doing. They're going to tell all their friends and all that good stuff. Have you done anything else to actively get people in? Uh, you said to use Instagram, but for the general pop, uh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, any kind of digital marketing for your business. Yeah, uh, I've done Facebook ads and Instagram ads. 
but I don't run them very often. Like I, I might run an Instagram ad or a Facebook ad maybe once or twice a year. Okay. Uh, so I'm not overly active when it comes down to getting an ad set up and running it. Uh, we have a, we have a poster done up right now for our athletes. I have, uh, I have a client that plays in the NHL right now for the Colorado avalanche. Nice. And uh, he's just, he's just breaking in now as a rookie, yeah. uh, Alex Newark. And Alex is one of the guys that's well known in St. John's and uh, he's, you know, he's born and raised here in Newfoundland. And of course the hockey community uh, know that as soon as his name is brought up, they know who he is. So I have a picture of Alex on one of my posters and, and that's kind of a poster that we have uh, set up for, you know, athletes moving into off season. It gives them the option. I stick up a couple of posters here and there. And then I use that poster also on my, my Instagram account. So I'll throw that into my Instagram story once in a while to keep it, uh, keep it running through uh, on a regular basis. I'll throw it up every, every week or every couple of weeks or something like that. Um, but other than that, I'm not really, I'm not really pushing advertising the way I probably should be regards to, you know, it being a competitive business. Right. But actually I had this conversation with a parent of one of my athletes yesterday. Sometimes I have a little bit of a fear in maybe promoting too much and then having too many people come to me and I can't fit everybody in. And then all of a sudden there's a, maybe a negative spinoff where, uh, a parent is walking out of my facility saying, Oh, I tried to get into power conditioning, but he's full and I can't, can't get my kid in there. Uh, the other thing too, that I think of, I always, I, I really want the elite level athlete. And there's a reason why it's not that I'm neglecting, um, a person that's say playing at a house league level, or whatever, but I've learned over time. And like I said, it's been a long time now doing this. Uh, a lot of times when you bring the house league level athlete in through the door, they seem to be kind of pushed into it and they don't seem to want to put in the effort. And a lot of times the place then becomes a playground and, you know, not a place in regards to working your craft. So when I get elite level athletes in, the big thing I've picked up on is that those athletes want to do something with the game that they're playing. They want to get better. They're thriving off the energy they have. They're putting the work in when they come in. And then it just makes the atmosphere in the gyms that much better. Sure. So, sure. so I think if I go ahead and promote a little bit too much, maybe then I'm targeting the wrong audience as well. Okay. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I personally love having too many people. I think it'd be, my favorite problem to have is getting too many people in the door. So let's well, let's talk about that because it can be an issue, like you said, for sure. So I agree 100%. Um, what is that process like when a lead does reach out to you? Uh, say five people just came in today, walked in right now, or like hit you up on Instagram, Ryan. Uh, what's the process? Are you, are you the one leading that uh, journey for them to get started or is somebody else doing that? So what is yeah. that sales process, lead nurture process for, for you there at Power? That's one of the hardest things yeah. I've found, actually, the operations portion of it. I, I'm still a coach, yeah. so I still love the lead as, as one of the main coaches at both locations. Uh, so when you're booked in to coach a regular scheduled week, right. you're on your feet, 
you can't always get to your phone, even though my phone is with me, I can check it during sessions, but I, I'm putting my time into my clients and, and watching and, and, and coaching. Um, so that's what I find the hardest is the fact that I do manage the overall business. So uh, if there's an email coming in or a text message, or I get a message on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, yeah. uh, I got to reply to those messages. And then of course, when the first message goes out, then there's another coming in and there's a steady stream. Yeah. Uh, same thing with voicemails. My phone rings every single day at some point from a new possible client. And I can't always pick it up. If I'm coaching a group, I can't answer my call. So I rely on voicemail. Uh, and not everyone will leave a voicemail. Yeah, yeah. So that I find that really tough. So I don't have anyone doing the administrative work when it comes down to regular uh, phone calls and messaging. Uh, I do have some help. Uh, I have a part-time uh, administrator in place that does an awesome job. But I have to respect the fact that she has a full-time job and, and I only ask for uh, certain little details from time to time. So, yeah, regards to the operations, it's pretty much, I guess, 95% on me and nobody else. Okay. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And I've been there too, man. Um, would you ever think of making that admin putting her, him or her more of in a managerial role to handle that side of the business so you can focus on coaching solely? Or is that something you're thinking about down the road, adding potentially to, because I think we need that team in place to scale, you know, to, to high levels. And I was like, you know, um, yeah, just your thoughts on that. Would you ever make some hires in that regard to kind of take that load off your plate, if you will, so you can focus on coaching these athletes and, and regular folks? The, the one thing I find is the fact that uh, I still love the coach. I'm 43 years old. still love the coach, uh, especially when I'm working with elite athletes. I absolutely love, um, you know, putting that work forward and, and letting them know how important it is uh, to put in the workload and learn and, and get better at those particular skills in the gym to be better on the ice. So I love jumping in and diving right into that program and the functional program, the adults, I, I still love being on the floor coaching those. I, I find it's awesome regards to interaction, social interaction. I have a lot of uh, friends uh, that are, you know, booking classes regularly. Uh, these hockey kids, I, I develop a close relationship as well as they kind of come in year after year for off season training or some, some of these kids are local all year long that they're in and out. Um, so I kind of, I, I want to keep coaching and I plan to keep coaching. Right. Uh, but at the same time, I, I don't feel that, um, handing the, the managerial side of it, the administrative, the administration side of it, handing that over to somebody full time. It's a, it's really tough when you're in business. Uh, you don't know, I guess you don't know if the person is going to send out the right message. They're going to give the right information. And of course that takes uh, a, a little bit of time for someone to learn. And, and, you know, if you get the right person in place, they're going to do a good job. There's no doubt, but uh, sometimes you just don't want to hand all that over right. and completely neglect it and then coach. Um, so I have really good coaches in place uh, that know my program. They understand how to execute it and push it forward to the clients I'm really comfortable with them. Uh, 
like I said, all these coaches that I have do a great job. So as long as these coaches are able to put the program forward uh, on a daily basis, a weekly basis, I can, I can go sit at my desk uh, when I need to and answer a message or whatever. So I have a great team. So uh, my schedule in St. John's, especially where it's a busier gym, it's a bigger gym. We have a lot more athletes coming through. Uh, some days I have four coaches on the floor, one being myself. And then I have three other coaches on the floor at the same time. Uh, I do get up with those coaches and coach. So we got a group of athletes in there. Uh, I'll get up and coach, but there's times when my phone might ring. I could see a message come through on my phone. Uh, there could be messages from the day before where I'm, you know, reaching out to those people. Uh, when I feel the time is right to sit at my desk and do that little bit of administration work. So I'm kind of, I'm on the floor, I'm off the floor, I'm on the floor, I'm off the floor. Pretty common being an owner and operator. 100%. We, we got to wear a lot of hats, right? So uh, yeah, sometimes there's just a lot on our plate. So uh, no, very cool. And yeah, like you just alluded to, that team that you have is so so important to, to our growth, right? So so Ryan, another, uh, let's say, profit lever that we have in this gym, the top one obviously is our membership set up, our training packages set up. How do you go about uh, billing your clients and members? Do you do it monthly, weekly, 28 days, uh, packages? How is your membership billing set up? Uh, so we use an app called Studio Bookings. So I've been on that app now for a few years. Um, I mean, before it was just basically a binder. Someone would come in and pay registration. You write that name in a binder. That's a tough one like that old school way, pen and paper kind of deal. Sure. Keep, keep your binder in a filing cabinet, pull it out when the members come in, check off their attendance, your track and everything. That was the, that was the initial start of everything when it come down to running classes. Uh, so attendance uh, through a binder, a booklet. And now I do both. So this uh, app allows us to do everything paper-free, of course. Uh, members get to sign in on the app as they're coming in so you know it's pretty much as close on 100 percent accurate most days every now and again i'll have a member come in they forget to sign in or whatever so you know we get a little bit of a surprise once in a while but for the most part if i have nine members signed in those nine members show up uh they have an option then so you ask about you know membership they have an option to sign up they can buy so many credits uh, they can buy an unlimited credit package that could be monthly or uh, every three months. Uh, it's their option. They can also do a yearly plan. So I think uh, people see that the business has been well established over the years. So even buying a monthly plan, plan to lower their cost, uh, if that's efficient, you know, some people go with that. Um, but for the most part, uh, it's usually a monthly Okay usually a monthly investment for people just, you know, they complete the month and then they go back into the, yeah. the app bank and, and purchase again. And for sure. For sure. Is that the way you guys have always done it? And have you charged the same rate throughout the whole course of uh, power conditioning's history? Yeah. Uh, the functional, the functional program uh, with my adults, that price is kind of climbed the ladder just a little tiny bit over the years um the athletes i've put a plan in place uh there's a lot more work required in training a high performance athlete i find regards to preparation work yeah um 
that doesn't just come down to planning a workout. That's, you know, that's getting up and tying up your training shoes and getting out on the floor and practicing these movements and making sure these skills are, you know, are, uh, are pushed forward properly. And that means whether it's me, the coach or the other coaches in place uh, that they can execute these exercises. So there's hours and hours and hours of time invested uh, just making plans and doing the own physical work like for ourselves to be able to get out on the floor and show these athletes that we know what we're doing and we, we, we push it so they can also deliver it. Um, so there's a higher cost for the athletes to train. Uh, there's a, a little more demand for those uh, particular uh, clients, those members. Um, but one thing I find with those, uh, those members that are athletes, uh, we demand commitment from those, from those players. Uh, an adult can pick or choose regards. I mean, these people have families, they have kids, they have kids in programs or running around, they have groceries to pick up, they got jobs. So, I mean, I, I can't really tell a member that's buying a, you know, a, a credit package monthly that you have to be here two to three times a week. But for our athletes, if we want these athletes to peak at a particular time and be at their best, reach their full potential, we need commitment. We got to tell them, you guys have to be in here and you got to train. And if you're not going to train, then you're not going to, you know, you're not going to reach your full potential. You're not going to become the best athlete you can be. So in saying that, what I've done, I, I've, I've had that, you know, that benchmark for cost put in place for them. So what I look at now is if they show the commitment level, the cost will come down. So depending on the credit packages that they buy. Got it. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. What's the most, what's the most common um, option that they go with that you offer? Uh well, for athletes, the packages that are put in place are drop-ins, which we usually see a player purchase a drop-in session during the actual season. And we have, we have volleyball players, we have basketball players, soccer players. So it's not just the hockey players that we have. Um, and maybe the percentage of hockey players uh, doesn't just come from the fact that we have a really, really big hockey population in the province. It also comes from uh, my background being a hockey player and then those players are coming to me and, and trusting uh, my work, yeah. what I've done in the past. Um, but I guess, uh, you know, where we're going with it is uh, trying to explain it properly. It's, it's one of those things where we, uh, we put that demand on them to, you know, to be here two, three times a week, four times a week. And if we're demanding that, then we put a credit package in place uh, where they're able to purchase two credits a week for a month, which is roughly eight credits. And the other credit package, we're looking at three sessions a week for four weeks, which is a total of 12 credits a month. So really there's only three packages put in place for the athletes, a little bit different than the, uh, the adult members that we have. Yeah, sure. So we don't we don't do that unlimited package. It's it's funny how the two uh, the two memberships have such a divide. But yeah. I tell the athletes if those players are going to come in and train and give one hundred and ten percent, 
the rest and recovery is just as important that they're not going to train six, seven days a week. And then as soon as they finish that week, all of a sudden I'm demanding they come right back in the next day or two days after with maybe just a Sunday off. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, their muscles are sore. Their strength numbers down. Yeah. yeah. So uh, whether they're a young uh, beginner to the gym or it's a pro athlete, we're looking at an average of three to four, no more than four sessions a week, because I'm telling these athletes, like you can have active recovery where you go out for a light run, or you might go for a hike. You could go for a, a bike ride. You might even drop into a spin class right. or a yoga session or, or something different, but regards to conditioning and strength, if they come in three days a week with the program that we offer, we feel that they can be in peak condition by the time they move back to training camps or whatever they're doing. For sure. That makes total sense. Makes total sense. So, uh, yeah, Ryan, we've been open for like quite a long time here, man. So obviously it's important to get members in the door, but then once we do is to keep them. And I like to say, keep them for life, um, or as long as possible. What has retention been like for you? And what have you done to keep uh, your clients engaged, you know, coming back day after day, week after week, a month after month, year after year, what has that been like for you? Well, treating these clients, um, treating these clients with a lot of respect is a big thing. Yep. Um, you know, and making sure that they know that every time they come in, uh, you're trying to make them uh, better at what what we do. So whether it's helping with an exercise or, um, you know, or pushing them a little bit if they feel like they can be pushed. I guess making a very good connection with the members personally, um, letting them know if, you know, if they invest in my program that I'm going to invest a little bit extra time if I have to, to, to help them out where they need to be helped and, uh, and then developing the relationships, uh, the young athletes know, and especially, uh, some of these young athletes get into situations where they, you know, they might want to come and talk to you about certain things that yep. they may be uncomfortable talking to a parent about or a coach about um, and just bouncing things off me as a coach. Uh, so just making the, making the, the space very, really comfortable for them to come in. Yep. Uh, you always welcome everybody. One thing I'm really, really big on, and I've been big on it ever since I started my, uh, my business is to know every single person by name yeah. and uh, know them by name right away, know their face when they come in. Um, and sometimes we've got such a membership base now that sometimes there's uh, members that are signing in with other coaches on a regular basis. And it's actually days that I'm, I could be at one location. I'm not at the other. So then one of the coaches got that new member and it could be a time slot that they feel fits for them and they may not get into sessions that I actually coach on a regular basis, but I try my best at some point or another to connect with that person and let them know that I know they're in and, and to check in with them and make sure they're comfortable with the, the program they're into. Uh, so yeah, that's a big one for me, just getting to know everybody on a personal level. And yeah, I think it's huge. Like, uh, and like, I love you said, like the name part, I know that's a, can may seem like a small thing, but I think that goes a massive, massive way you know like so it's uh, really cool that's on your mind and you do that and I think that's a big part of retention and like you said Ryan just that respect level you know it's like 
Yeah, I, I, I tell I tell my coaches the same thing. That's yeah. one of the things because yeah. with this, you know, with this industry, there's coaches that kind of come and go. We've right. had, you know, it's it's a good uh, it's a good what 13 years now or 14 years. Yeah. Power yeah. conditioning and, and uh, so coaches come and go. But that's one of the first things I'll, I'll tell a new coach that comes in to work for me. You have to get to know these people by name. And, uh, and when those people come in through the door that you can have a conversation and, you know, uh, it's not just about coming in and putting the work in when right. they first walk in. Some of these, some of these members come in 15, 20 minutes early sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we have, uh, like we have lounging space where they can come in and sit down and whether they want to just pick out, you know, their phone and, and put their head down, uh, and wait for the session to begin, or they want to come in and just kind of. Yeah chit chat um i make sure that the members are engaged i'm always engaged in that situation so just making sure new coaches are also engaged with the members the same way they come in welcome them and have a chat with them uh, they might have had a rough day they might want to have a little chit chat to get their mind off things or you know we're more than just a fitness business it's so much yeah. deeper you know it's that community business that relationship business accountability I think we're marketing and technology businesses too at this point of the game so uh yeah so many things we do and you know, with all that being said, Ryan, what do you think uh, is your biggest area for potential growth within your business, you know, moving forward, even say over the next year? Um, the one thing I've considered this is a pretty big province when you look at the actual map. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of other locations that I'd like to start. Um, so we're more on the east coast of the province, and uh, I would like to start a central location and a western location. So last year, well, I guess it'd be two years ago now, this COVID thing really threw a wrench in everything. Um, there was a location that I looked at in, in, in the central portion of the province, and I was really, really set on starting that location. I mean, this was literally, I mean, you know, you're right on the fence and you're either going here or you're going here. Yeah. And I was like literally – ready to make that yeah i was i was going to jump one side or the other but i was really close to uh to following through with it and that would be pretty much another two-hour drive the other way so i'm you know yeah. from from where my home is I, i'm a two-hour drive yeah. uh, east and then i was going to go two hours west as well the issue i have and this is where i'm stuck is getting the coaches in place right Right. that you can that you can trust and operate the program that you're that you're running it, I don't want to have a coach that just going to come in and put their own spin on things right. and then all of a sudden the philosophy the branding has changed so in order to do that in order to have those coaches in place it it's literally going to take a ton of my time to uh, yeah. to help those uh, coaches learn for sure and deliver the program that uh, that's in that's in place it's been in place for years yeah yeah the program is there right and like you said there's only so much we have only only you know it's a cliche but we don't have only so much time in a day but also only so much energy like you know and if we're coaching a lot uh it's hard to do all these other things just from an energy perspective and like especially if you're fully invested in coaching i had this rule man like uh every hour you coach on the floor and if you're a good coach this is not for like if you're not that was like three hours of kind of what we're doing now you know desk job or like sitting down it's yeah, just so yeah. much of an energy expenditure. And it, really, if you care, maybe even more than that, a time equivalent. So, yeah, man, I think that's uh, super important. With these other facilities, would it kind of, would be the same model for power everywhere? Like, 
the general pop and the athletes kind of mixed. Yep. Absolutely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. It's, it's worked. And uh, like, I'll give you an example. We just started a, a flexibility mobility session cool. uh, once a week, and this is open to uh, both programs. So we have adult members and that's mostly who we're, who we're getting in through the door now. And we also have athletes that need that stuff. And we're doing flexibility, mobility work with them anyways, with their sessions as they come in weekly. But we're talking about a full hour of, of focus uh, on the, that area. And uh, we've opened that up now for either or to come in. You got, you know, adults coming in that we call our functional clientele. And then all of a sudden you get your athletes coming in. So that's a new uh, thing that we started to put more emphasis on say we've always done that of course you know if if somebody's going to come in here and put a put the workload in for an hour flexibility mobility is a pretty big thing when you're yeah when you're looking at a philosophy where clients are moving all the time and getting into certain positions they have to have the ability to get there um so i noticed uh you know some of my clients were a little bit tight, certain exercises, they were having struggles with technique because they were lacking in those areas. So I just decided I was going to open that up. Um, but aside from that program, I mean, we're, we're sticking with a fairly narrow uh, mindset when it comes down to what we want to run, because I feel as though if I, if I keep branching off into all these different avenues, for example, I know you mentioned that you, you're more of a CrossFit guy, and then you got uh, you got bodybuilding that's there. I mean, we we still do a ton of uh, bodybuilding lifts and stuff with our athletes. They have to be strong, but that's only a really really small portion of it. Um, and the other thing is too is is and maybe it's my age. I've picked up on this that um, if I throw mirrors up all the way around my studio on every single wall. Are we going to get uh, are we going to get clients coming in through the door now that are doing selfie pictures, uh, taking up space right. with open gym time and more concerned about just themselves than coming in and, you know, getting the actual workout in. Sure. And, and that's what I'm seeing now through social media is that this, you know, this wave is is, is one of the most popular waves through fitness is that it's all about getting in and getting your pictures taken and yeah. Yeah. Use, using mirrors. So if you saw both my locations right now, you don't see any mirrors behind me. There's no mirrors in my other location. A lot of people think that's kind of crazy because, you know, we are using our bodies to do the work, but uh, my philosophy, and I tell this to uh, new clients all the time, you don't see mirrors. You need to engage in every yeah. movement you make. Think about what your body's doing because uh, say what you want. If you're if you're doing a squat and you don't have a mirror to look in, uh, you can think about the movement. When you go down into a squat, you should know if your hips are kind of rotating left or right. Yeah. You know, you're one side dominant, or you should know if your heels are starting to lift off the floor, or your shoulders are starting to dip down and your chest is starting to come down. All of a sudden, your chin drops and your head drops down. You shouldn't need a mirror to figure those things out. And I, I think if you need a mirror, then you're not engaged in what you're doing anyways. Yeah, I agree. I had the same rule. Like we had no mirrors cause I wanted you to 
be able to feel the movement and not see it. And then if you're squatting or doing a, say, say you're doing a kettlebell snatch, you watch yourself in a mirror. I mean, it kind of throws you off too. I always found like I could like a mental kind of weird connection there where it just doesn't work best. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That you, that's awesome that you think the same way because a lot of people, you know, that are gym goers and they've been to several different locations. And I mean, it seems that every place, almost every place oh, yeah. loaded down with mirrors, Yeah, but I, I've always said to people, my place, the only mirrors that's going to be in, in my locations are in the bathroom. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I said the same thing. It's great. You know, uh, we did have a lot of selfies though. So I will say that, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, no, I totally get it. man. I think, uh, especially from a performance standpoint, you know, like you want to feel that movement, especially with the kettlebell, the barbell, the dumbbell, bodyweight stuff. Uh, and like you said, it's that intention and purpose, like why we're working out and training, you know, I think yeah. that's, I think that's awesome. I love that you guys yeah. are preaching it. Yeah. And I've always said, I mean, regards to programs, like as a young athlete, when I was still involved with hockey competitively, I mean, I lifted weights all the time. And a lot of times your workout plans, especially at a young age, because, you know, the sports science thing regards to uh, progression and development has only come in really in the last, I've noticed a big change in the last 20 years. This yeah. stuff is really progressing forward. Uh, but back when I played junior hockey, it was all weightlifting. We were bodybuilders too. That's what, that's the programs that we, we did. And uh, so I've been through that. I've been able to, you know, do workout plans where it was all body bodybuilding and back when I were, you know, between 15 and 20 years old, I could have been that guy as well. If we had cell phones, sure, sure, yeah. you know, you're looking at yeah. uh, muscle definition and okay. In my proportion, shoulders, chest, legs, calf, right. Yeah. Uh, but even though we do those exercises still within the program that we have, I don't allow my members to get really caught up in that. Right. Like I'm trying to let people know that uh, if they're 20 pounds overweight, if they're 10 pounds overweight, or maybe they have weight to put on, be comfortable with, with the body that you're, you're in now. And, uh, you know, de develop over time is just getting better at the things that we do versus how you look. It's not always all about how you look. I agree. I agree. Totally. Yeah. hundred percent fully. It's that's personal. a big that's a big one for me because if we just focus on how we look right away yeah and if i put that image out there as a business owner that that's that's what we're trying to accomplish first and foremost number one i get a feeling that there's people that will never come in through my door right. they want to come in my door but they're intimidated now to come in my door yeah. and uh and that's not a very welcoming feeling for somebody that is probably going to look to your facility for, for fitness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It can be definitely intimidating to walk into a gym for most, most people. Right. It's a, it's a hard thing to do. So um, yeah, no, I love your mindset and where you guys are at and what you guys are, are focused on Ryan at, at power. I think it's awesome, man. I think it's a great place to, to wrap this up. Uh, where can we find you? The listeners find you on uh, your website, Ryan, your social media, where can they check you out? Uh, power conditioning Inc dot uh, com for the website yeah um pretty standard just the business name i'm incorporated so it has the inc at the back so power conditioning inc um i'm using instagram as power conditioning inc as well 
my Twitter account is actually, uh, it kind of started out just personal. I, I, when I first signed on to Twitter, didn't have a good idea what it was all about. I just made an account. So it's, it's Ryan power, uh, PCI. So the PCI obviously stands for power conditioning Inc. Uh, so that's the, that's the Twitter account. And, uh, like sometimes I, you know, I don't take the time to sit down and get all these, uh, these accounts uh, figured out and make them all one kind of thing. Facebook, you, you know, you can find power conditioning on there as well. So all those social media avenues are being used. Uh, I, but I, I, I would think that the Instagram, yeah, is the one that people probably look to the most. Yeah, right now. Yeah, for sure. Right now it's growing. You know, uh, one of the big things, yeah. And TikTok too is growing a lot in the fitness space, which is, you know, going to be a whole nother thing here coming down the pipe for sure. Yeah, I have some awesome young coaches uh i have three really good young coaches and they've mentioned like last summer uh when things really ramp up and we got a lot of athletes in our space their off-season training and, and numbers really pick up in our groups and uh so it kind of gets things fired up on the social media uh side of things a little bit more and my young coaches said to me last year get into tiktok because all these young athletes are into tiktok there's tiktoks all over the place so I think we did like, you know, there was a week or two where we put up a couple of TikToks and then all of a sudden just, I find things get so busy. It's so hard to stay with everything. Yeah. And my thing is, yes, we got to do posts on a regular basis. So people see that the, the gym is still very active, right. but if we get caught up too much in social media, then there's focus lost in the, true. You know, true, yeah. in the main portion of the business, which is the coaching factor, getting groups in and doing the right stuff. So let's say, for example, if I'm planning to have an elite group, so, you know, we have pro players in our program. If I decide that I'm going to get, get up in the morning and do two hours of social media, and then I'm going to, I'm going to get off the social media sites and I'm going to go right into uh, training my groups. All of a sudden I just lost two hours of prep time. And then I could be standing around, you know, with my hand up to my chin going, Hmm, what am I going to do next? Right. And even though I have all this experience, uh, like it is a long time, uh, having the, the, the same career and I'm so confident in what, what I do, but the preparation work is huge. So sure. you know, the coaches know that too. It's like, we'll do a little bit of social media here and there, but at the end of the day, just make sure you're prepared to coach when right. the schedule comes right. up. Totally get it. Yeah, totally get it. Totally understand. And uh, yeah, our time is valuable and uh, we, only, we only have so much of that in a day. So we want to spend that you know, in ways that are, uh, we get a good return on investment, 1000%. So uh, Ryan, yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on today, sharing your story of Power Conditioning Inc. We appreciate it, man. We wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on, Austin. It was great to meet you there. Got it. You as well. Uh, listeners, we appreciate you guys as well too. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, as always, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today.
Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining me on the show is Ken from HWD Fitness Rancho in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Super excited to have you here. First of all, thank you. It's a super big deal. You took some time away from the busy day-to-day of being a business owner to give back to the industry. So I appreciate you for that, Ken. And, you know, before we really dive into your business and everything that you have to offer, I would love to have you tell our listeners your story. What was it that, you know, got you started as a gym owner? Right on. Um, So, I mean, I've always, you know, I went to school originally as marketing. Marketing is like, my my main focus i love analytics and stuff like that so i was going to school for marketing um did the whole college route got my ba landed a corporate job um and training was always just a side thing it was a side hobby it used i used it to pay for all my classes books etc um but once i got in the corporate realm i noticed that you know what at the end of the day like this wasn't cutting it for me it wasn't challenging nor did I really like to sit in a cubicle all day and just do typing and analytics. So, um, and then COVID started kind of spiking up. And then next thing I know, um, I just kind of left. I left the, I left the corporate realm just one because uh, the redundancy and I wanted something new. I wanted fresh air and not uh, the typical nine to five. And then um, I just saw an opportunity to open up my own gym um and in in this time I was also finishing my MBA because I thought corporate was going to be my go-to so I I was still going to school for my MBA left my corporate job um and then next thing I know I just started training again and then found a little bit more passion behind it and more clients started calling me from the past like can you train me I see you're training again and then I just kind of thought I was like maybe maybe I can make this into something um I've been my background's probably about eight years in just personal training, bootcamp classes, um, competing. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I've always been involved in sports. So I just kind of thought, you know what, it'd kind of be a cool opportunity if I can kind of start up a gym. And I saw an opportunity with my business partner who already opened up numerous gyms. And, you know, I kind of talked to him, picked his brain about it. And he gave me the opportunity, his name is Luis Persenio, and he gave me the opportunity to just, you know, partner up with him and open up HWD Fitness um, here in Rancho Cucamonga. Um, and it's kind of like how it all started. Um, and this was literally a year ago, uh, May 1st of 2021, um, when we had our grand opening. Um, it's definitely been a wild ride, especially coming from pre-COVID. Um, where in California, um, pretty much everything started shutting down. Um, so <laughs> that was that was an adventure because um, I know once I signed like all my lease papers and got like you know started signing all the big checks for the gym and you know a kid still going into uh, going through his MBA program and still figuring out life. I was like signing these big checks and I was like, oh wait, we got to shut down. You mean I cannot cannot open doors? Um, but you know, he had to kind of pivot, pivot left and right. And he kind of made it happen and started training people at the park, you know, house calls. Um, and it's kind of like how the journey started until we were able to kind of open up our doors. 
Well, congratulations, first of all, one year. I mean, that kind of dates the podcast here, but you have been <laughs> open, you know, one year. So congratulations. That's huge. Um, and, you know, before we really dive into to the nitty gritty details, what I would love for you to do, Ken, is just give us your elevator pitch. Tell us who you guys are, what services are provided at your facility. That way we can kind of, you know, paint a picture here. Yeah, I mean, HWD Fitness, we stand for hard work and dedication. And one, we just want to make sure, inspire every individual who comes into our doors and we picture them as an athlete to, you know, make fitness a part of their lifestyle and not all of their lifestyle. Uh, we want to really find that mix and provide different elements of fitness, uh, such as boxing, such as um, just regular online coaching programs, you know, weight loss programs, and just working out in the bootcamp class, uh, you know, providing a variety of different programs to each, each individual that fits their lifestyle rather than just making it a one-size-fit-all. Um, and that's pretty much what we do here um, at HWD Fitness. I love it. So it's just like a... It's a training program that's not cookie cutter. You are helping people achieve whatever goals that they might have. Um, it sounds pretty personalized. Are they large group classes, small groups, one-on-ones? Like what kind of specifics are there available? So depending on which client comes in, we always sit down with them and have that consultation, you know, as everybody does, but figures out, you know, what they're entirely looking for. We do have one-on-one -on -one training, personal training. We do have small group training. The cool thing about, you know, all of our, all of our locations is the fact of the matter is that our, our class sizes are about, you know, 15 to 20 people per class. So, you know, each coach is, has the ability to kind of have that one-on-one -on -one connection time, even in that small group, mm -hmm. um, and give them that personal time, develop that connection with them. And then, you know, and decide whether they need to level up and kind of, kind of go into online programming that's more detailed to that individual or take it up an extra notch and kind of compete um, and take it, you know, take it to the stage um, or kind of like doing a little bit more. Awesome. So you guys truly can work with anybody from the sounds of it with um, mm -hmm. all the different offerings that you have available what would you say is kind of the bread and butter of your revenue? Is it coming from the, that group training or is it more so that one-on-one -on -one kind of training? Um, I would say more of our income really comes from our online programming, which is more, uh, like I kind of mentioned before, specialized to each individual. Um, like I said, we really try to make this so personalized to that person where it fits their schedule. It doesn't fit ours. And we take their schedule in mind, um, the times that they can eat, the times that they can work out, what can they do to work out? Whether that's walking, getting extra steps during their lunch break, or, you know, just taking their dog for a walk. So making sure each program is, is more catered towards that individual. So that way, you know, they feel like fitness is a part of their lifestyle and you know, you're not just coming, they're not just coming in and just saying, oh, I have to do this specific class. Uh, but, it, uh, you know, because it's a hybrid program, um, our online programs, um, they can come to the bootcamp classes. So that's kind of like a bonus and having that atmosphere, you know, definitely motivates them. But figuring out, you know, and having that personal connection of the, what's going on in their lifestyle definitely helps. 
Yeah, definitely. I think that that's such a vital, you know, having the options available um, for any client to kind of fall into. It's so such a valuable kind of tool. So next question I have for you is like, how many clients are you guys currently servicing within your facility right now? Like how big are you? So right now we just have hit, uh, we just hit 150 members. Okay. Um, we started, you know, we started off with zero one year ago. So jumped up. Um, the, uh, the next goal is to really, you know, hit about 175 in the next five weeks. Um, so it's an additional 25 and, you know, making sure that we retain all of our members, um, that are current members right now. Um, and so that's kind of like the big goal. Definitely. So in the next five weeks, you want to take on, you know, another 25 clients, right? Mm -hmm. But like long-term, how many clients do you think that you could fit within the facility? Um, well, long term in the next, I wouldn't say the next, let's say four months, um, the goal is to actually open up about an, an additional four to five different classes. So that way we, um, you know, we spread out all the classes and the classes don't uh, become so compact. They don't come too crowded and they don't lose that one-on-one -on -one attention with each coach and client. Um, so the, the goal is to add those classes, you know, six days out of the week. Um, you know, and so that way, you know, the coaches have more time or and more clientele to kind of service and doesn't feel so compact. Um, but our facility, um, it definitely can withstand that because, uh, like I mentioned before, you know, our hybrid program, our hybrid slash online program, um, a lot of our, our members that are a part of that, they only come into the gym, you know, once or twice a week, but then we do have our regular uh, I call them the boot campers that, you know, just solely come in for the boot camp classes or the boxing classes. So um, hope that answers your question. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. So you guys can, you do have the availability to take on more clients. Like, and, and that means, and for you guys, that means that you might have to add some more classes and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of optimize the schedule to fit people in. So that kind of brings me to my next question that I like to ask is, you know, what are you actively doing to aid that growth process in terms of adding new people to your facility? Um, so right now we are, you know, we're doing the Facebook ads. Uh, we're constantly posting on, on Google. Um, we're actually asking each week, you're, you know, reaching out to our members, asking them to write reviews. Um, and because we know them, because a lot of our members have been with us for some time, it's cool because, you know, hey, Susie, can you, can you write us your review? You know, we saw your growth on your squat or we saw that you did, you know, some extra push-ups or ran, you know, cut a minute or two minutes off the mile time. Can you just talk about that on the review? So having that personal connection allows us to kind of get, uh, ask more of our clients to kind of write reviews um, that actually sounds sentimental and it doesn't just sound like someone just copied and pasted it. So that, that's been really cool. We get a lot of referrals that come in um you know we do a little bit of yelp um i think one thing that we're starting to dabble into more is tiktok uh tiktok videos and trying to provide more values like um i think last week or two weeks ago i made a, a grocery shopping list on how to make chicken wraps when you haven't meal prepped so a lot of clients love that um and another thing that we do is we um create tiktok videos for our boxing program one of our coaches does that and they all love it, whether it's a funny video or a technical video, um, all the clients love that. And we get a lot of, um, 
practice inquiries just about our programs and even about our kids' programs um, about the boxing side. Yeah, definitely. I love when we are able to kind of provide nurturing information. Like that's the idea, like you said, of, you know, posting the chicken wrap type video, Mm -hmm. like things like that are great ways to kind of nurture those people that are watching us. Right. And by us providing them with free information, helps them kind of build that trust in us so that in the future, when they're ready, they might, you know, hit us up and want to come in. So, um, an area that you kind of touched on that you are doing is running Facebook ads. And right now in today's world, as unfortunate as it sounds, everybody's spending so much time on their phones, especially Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, TikTok, places like that. So it is a really valuable place to market your business because there's probably people scrolling on there that maybe want to lose a few pounds or, or whatever. And they feel like they can't go to the normal gym, but if they see your ad on there, they're like, oh, this is approachable. I might want to try something like this. So talk to us about that Facebook ads. Have you seen a return on investment from that? Um, and is it something that you're doing or is the company doing it? Like, how does that work? Um, so right now we're doing it all in-house. Um, luckily, uh, like I kind of mentioned before, uh, marketing, uh, I went to school for marketing. So I've always had a knack of like creating content with a camera graphics, um, just designs, all that stuff. So we create all the marketing in the house. Um, and one thing that I always kind of get with all of our friends that walk through the door, um, uh, is that they, they see the video content and they, they always say that it looks more genuine. It doesn't look like, uh, like a quote unquote, so much of a professional does it, but a more home, home fun environment where they can kind of, they feel comfortable enough to walk in. All right, because a lot of a lot of these clients that do come in for from these leads or online forms, uh, they're scared, they're nervous. Like who wouldn't be? You know, they signed up online and they don't know anybody that looks like anybody. But the way we kind of frame up all of our ads is so that way it's it it tries to seem a little bit more personal. So that return on investment, um, you know, it, it's pretty good. I'd like to say, um, you know, I want to say like our in our specific area. Unfortunately, the, the cost per lead is a little bit higher. It's roughly around like $19, which, you know, sometimes is costly. But, uh, you know, when we, when we put it in comparison of like our rates, you know, our value is definitely worth it um, to like be able to, to continue those ads moving on forward. But um, we've been kind of, kind of trying to push more towards the TikTok realm. Obviously, uh, that cost per lead is a little bit, a little bit less, or I should say a lot less. <laughs> a little bit more organic over there um, as compared to like Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, TikTok is growing. It's a great way mm-hmm. to, you know, leverage, you know, that clientele and find the clientele that you're really looking to fill your space with. And people, so many people are spending so much time on TikTok. So I'm glad to hear <laughs> that you guys are kind of going down that route. So, you know, the next area of this podcast that I think our listeners can pull a lot of value from is the idea of talking about challenges, right? So um, what would you say is the biggest bottleneck that you guys are facing within the business right now that if you don't clear it out of the way, it's going to, you know, kind of hold you back from that idea of growing here in the future? Um, I want to say right now is just our attrition rate uh, and making sure that we're retaining, you know, all of our members. Uh, I think any gym, you know, doesn't really have too much of a problem of getting 
leads and having them come in for appointment, free three day trial, five day trial, whatever the case may be, and signing them up at the end of that, right? Um, and signing them up, but you know, after they've been a member for you know one to three months, three to six months, making sure that they stay even longer than that, you know, trying to push them to that six to twelve months, um, and making sure that they're not canceling. You know, we're able to kind of uh, sign up, you know, a lot, you know, 20, 20 signups in, in a month, but it's no good if, you know, you're losing 10, 10 or 15 or possibly 20. So now your net is just zero or cents. So the growth rate is a lot slower. So, you know, right now what we're trying to do, um, is just retain, um, and check up with every single client, uh, every single week, you know, and you know, how are you doing? Why haven't you shown up? What's going in? Um, at the end of the day, that's a lot of legwork, but, um, you know, our clients love it because, hey, you're checking in on me. Hey, you know, I haven't been in the gym in two, three weeks. Well, I'm glad you kind of, uh, I'm glad you kind of reached out. You know, I'm actually going to be there this week because, yeah. you know, the last thing, you know, if they're not coming in the gym, they're, it's inevitable. It's eventually going to happen, you know? So right now that's kind of like what we're doing um, to kind of help combat that. So that way every member is always being checked up on, on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. And they, they, they feel the love from the gym. You know, it's just not a, a place that just takes their money and they only come once or twice a month. Yeah, no, I completely understand what you're saying. Retention is huge. Like if you're, if you don't have your, your attrition, your retention, you know, planned out, how are we going to retain our clients? Like you could have an amazing month. You think it's an amazing month. You had a bunch of new leads. You converted most of them. But then you also lost like a bunch of members or like a bunch of people right. like didn't continue um, with you guys. And then like the great month that you thought it was like turns into a month where there's zero real growth. Um, and so, you know, that's something that a lot of people are really struggling with right now. And so we kind of look at the idea of, you know, what what helps people want to stick around a gym? what things can we do to be super valuable to our members mm -hmm. so that they don't feel, they feel like they don't have an option to leave. Like, right. um, so, you know, that's when we look at the idea of, okay, what services are we providing? Is there anything extra that we can provide to really be a valuable resource for these people so that like, they don't want to go to a gym that's maybe a hundred dollars less per month but they're not going right. to get the same value, right? So is that something that you guys have looked at? Like, uh, are you kind of like looking at adding additional services or products to be more of more value to your members? Yeah, I mean, right now we are, we're actually doing a, uh, a few different challenges um, that honestly, at the end of the day, just provide accountability. Somebody that is going to check up on them whether that's, you know, how much weight you're losing on a weekly basis, how many workouts you're coming in, um, are you going, are you doing your, you know, your cardio, your daily cardio, stuff like that. And it kind of goes back to, you know, my last point of uh, what we're doing right now is just really checking in with the clients on a more of a personal daily, weekly basis where, you know, there's not a client right now that I haven't checked up on. And if I have, uh, or if I haven't, is literally because they signed up this week. <laughs> um, but like everybody, um, you know, we run our attendance board, uh, attendance report compared to like our whole entire member list. And, no, hey, why haven't you shown up in the past week, two weeks? You know, uh, what do you need from us? Do you need us to check up on you daily? Is it motivation? 
you need us to send you a, a motivation text, you, uh, do you need a help as a reminder for cardio. So those are like little things that we're adding uh, to each customer's profile so that way we know and then creating a big list. Uh, so like, okay, this client needs this. All right, fine. And we put them in this kind of funnel where it's like, okay, this, these group of clients need that motivation daily text. Okay, this is where we send it to. If these groups need reminders on do you do your cardio, do you think you're down, um, stuff like that. Um, and it's, uh, I know I've read a lot of books and a lot, I've watched a lot of podcasts on what it's called, but it's the boring work, you know, I mean, I, you know, as a gym owner, I'm going to call it, it's boring, but, you know, sending 150 text messages on it, like throughout the week and checking up on it, you know, but that's why I have a team um, that really helps me battle that because the more and more we do it, um, the less and less they may need it on a frequent basis because they're going to see like, you know, Ken always checks up on me, you know, the whole, the whole staff always checks up on me and it's, Every time they come in, I ask them, you know, hey, I'm starting to rem remember now. Hey, did you do your water? Did you do your cardio? Did you, you know, uh, did you eat all your meals, right? And so that kind of checkup, because it's a personal basis, the, uh, the members see a little bit more value from it. Yeah, definitely. Most of these people are joining us, Ken, in the group fitness side of things, because they cannot go to a normal gym mm -hmm. and work out on their own and see success. So that's why they come to us and it is our responsibility to be that extra push that they need to see yeah. through their, their goals. And so what can we do to make that happen? We can chuck in on them, send them a silly text message, send them a mm -hmm. meme. Like if they don't show up to the gym, like knock, knock, where are you? Um, little things like that are such valuable resources that help our members see success and help them feel seen and feel heard so that they stick around long-term and they're with us like years and years and years and years. Um, and that's yeah. the goal here, right? We don't want to keep mm -hmm. a client for just three to six months or whatever. We want all of our clients to be people that stick around for the long yeah. haul um, and continue to be a part of our community. And of course, continue to bring in streams of revenue for us as a business owner. So There's final funny. question. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I just had something that it reminded me um, a funny story on just my checkup process. Um, so I did, I think it was about a month ago. Um, I text like all my clients, um, just like, hey, send me a picture of your lunch today. Boom. And I sent it at like around noon. And, you know, I'd get a couple of texts back and one of the clients, you're not going to want to see what I'm eating for lunch. It's not healthy. And I just put LOL, send it. And she sent me and she, she sent me fish sticks, you know, just like a box of fish sticks that you make for your kids, box of fish sticks and an apple juice. And I was like, oh, that was so bomb. And then she's just like, well, it's not healthy. And I know it's not like anything that you would eat, but I was like, no, I'm so jealous. I'm like, I wish I could eat that. She's like, oh, really? And, you know, me and her just started connecting on a different basis and it had necessarily nothing to do with fitness, but just more like, all right, what other foods do you like to eat? Um, you know, what, you know, what else do you eat on a daily basis? And we're talking more about that, but nothing related to like just chicken and rice and, you know, just like the, the very bland, we all know, um, egg whites and stuff like that, but it was more or less like, well, this is like what I eat, all my snacks that I eat, um, the type of dinners that I eat. And from that, I just kind of try to help her a little bit more, but she actually in set, uh, came in the, 
I think in the next week. And she just kind of like just mentioned and she thanked me because she felt like, wow, she can actually open up and not have to hide a meal such as fish sticks, like from her own coach. And so it, by that simple check-in process, you know, she, she comes in a lot more often now. Um, and it's cool because when I check in, she's a lot more responsive. Um, and like, we kind of opened that gateway for her to kind of be a little bit more open with us. I love it. I love it. It's so important for our clients, like for us to have these relationships with our clients, because I think that like for a lot of these people, like they probably don't have that person that they can go to and, mm -hmm. and talk about this. So like in a way we're like therapist, we're nutritionist, we're coach, we're friend, we're, we play mm -hmm. like all these different roles yeah. and it's so valuable. So Final question I have for you is like, where do you see this going? Like, where do you want to take your business? You know, like a year down the road, where would you like to see things within your facility? Um, so, I mean, a year down the road, I mean, the ultimate goal by the end of this year, I plan to open up my second location. Um, and then a year down the road for this location, I actually kind of want to start holding kind of like, kind of dabbling into more competition uh, of kind of like strength training, powerlifting, I guess you could say, but kind of make it a little bit more simplified. Um, uh, kind of like, I, I don't want to say a step down from actual powerlifting, but something that like regular people can kind of see their own strength, uh, right? Squats, step ups, you know, how, you know, how far can you lunge with certain weights? Um, I kind of have this uh, thought of an idea of adding some type of competition that, you know, people can train for, but utilize you know the boot camp classes if i go to the boot camp classes then i can kind of train for this um and have kind of like these certain prs um develop our our whole boxing program to where uh, we both have like multiple back-to-back uh, -back classes both morning and night uh, right now we just have uh, an evening class uh, for both kids and uh, adults um, but i want to expand that around a little bit more and then um overall i mean just keep upgrading and um you know adding more equipment adding different types of programs that really just keep everybody accountable and keep them showing up i love it it's it, you definitely have like the right goals in mind that are going to help make your clients happy um and it totally sounds like you know your clients are on the forefront of your brain and and everything else like it's just gonna you know Mm -hmm. happen to please them so i'd love to hear that um where can we find you guys on social media if we're interested in checking out what you have to offer yeah you can find us at, at hwd fitness rancho um that's going to be like our specific in my specific location our overall brand of all of our locations hwd.fitness it's going to be at um yeah check us out Awesome. Super excited. Thank you for sharing that with us. It was great having you here today. And for our listeners, thank you guys as well. If you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you would like to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and our, our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. 
The Gym Words Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we're joined by Stephanie Denny of Change Fitness in Shawnigan Lake, British Columbia. Stephanie, how are we doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Thank you for coming on. I am doing well. I am doing well. Thank you for coming on, sharing uh, some time with us and telling your story of Change Fitness and how things started how they are now and how they're going to be moving forward. So let's start with simple, simple, but not really simple question. Like why, why did you start <laughs> this business? And it's been about 18 months now, right? That you started the, the, it has. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what led you to start it and what's kind of like the, uh, the reason why you started this business? I guess I, I used to work in the mental health industry. So I used to run programs for adults with disabilities and I ended up managing staff. I ended up managing clients and I found that there was a massive disconnect with regards to mental health and physical health. And so it was, I mean, I've always been passionate about fitness myself, but I just thought, you know, that there was a potential to create change within someone's mental health by getting them physically active. So um, yeah, I decided to take a different route and ended up doing personal training. I lived in Australia for a few years and I was a personal trainer down there. And then I got home to pandemic and gyms were open and closed and it was a crazy time. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to have a go. I'm going to do it on my own and, um, opened up my own studio. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, so tell us about the actual studio and before we go into anything else, paint us like the virtual picture of your space and uh, kind of the vibe and atmosphere and energy that you've created there? So it's a boutique studio in Shawnigan Lake. Um, it's actually a rental space in the basement of a home, but it's beautiful 10 foot ceilings. It's very, um, it's got a lot of light. It's very private. And I think that's one of the, the things that draws people in. I get a lot of clients who don't love going to the gym, don't love, um, you know, the atmosphere of the gym or, or maybe they're a bit self-conscious in there. And so part of, part of what I do in the gym is, is one-on-one -on -one training, two-on-one -on -one training, that sort of thing. And it just creates a, a really safe space for people to be able to come in and they don't feel silly, not knowing how to use a squat rack or, you know, how to use the equipment and that sort of thing. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's served me very well. Have you seen that, um, guess atmosphere vibe, um, attitude towards people coming back out in Canada? Whereas PT is more, people are more open to go to PT than a big group kind of class setting. Is that kind of the vibe you're getting? 
Um, I think certain personalities, right? There's, um, I love, I love going into, I've done CrossFit gyms throughout my whole life. I've gone into hit classes in different gyms and traveled, uh, quite a bit all over the world. So I'm, I'm always looking for community, right? Which is amazing. And that's something that hopefully I'll be able to create here. I would love to, you know, open up a, a gym, but I, here's a table, terrible thing that I'm going to get in trouble for saying, but like not a bro gym. I want it to be really, I, I don't want people to be nervous to walk in the door. You know, I want people to walk in and, um, Aaron's at the door and she's like, Oh, Hey Nicole, what's going on? Everybody knows everybody, right? You create community. Um, that, yeah, I, I forget what your question even was, no, but I, I hope that yeah. answered. <laughs> oh, I, I, like, I like what you brought up. You did answer it. Yes. And then, uh, you brought up like, <laughs> community vibe which is an important thing so that that mm -hmm. is kind of a goal down the road is to uh maybe expand to a bigger space where we can have the bigger group setting eventually yeah yeah and um and you'll still do the one on one pt right because people yeah. are nervous when they first walk into uh, a group setting and sometimes you know what i've done and when i've worked at gyms in the past if, is we've started them out with say six weeks of one-on-one -on -one pt and then you're like cool man you're nailing it like you are you can jump into a group class and you're going to be totally fine and you develop that relationship with them so i think that's yeah that's really important for sure uh, why did you choose uh, the the personal training model as opposed to uh, like a, maybe a small group training model? I know you do two on one. You just mentioned, but why is yep. one on one the main thing? Any any particular reason? To be honest, it was COVID. Um, when I opened up, we were you were only allowed to do one on one at that point, and so. <laughs> Yeah. And, and there were points where they closed down the gym. So I just took the model of, you know, uh, honestly, over the past year and a half, I have just rolled with the punches and whatever's been thrown at me. I'm like, all right, let's, uh, how can we adapt? How can we change? Okay. Now I can do two on one. All right. Now I can go online. Okay. Now I can, you know, so it's really, uh, I'm just kind of rolling with the punches. <laughs> That's all you can do, right? Just kind of roll right. give it where you can. That's uh, right. Be able to adapt like you said and that's kind of like the root of what we do with fitness so where are things right. like i don't even know where do things right now stay in canada what is it may 2nd or 3rd <clears throat> 2nd two. where do things yeah. stay as far as uh is everything open again fully or are you limited in any way everything's open again now so um i guess yeah the gyms are all open fitness studios are open and it's actually something that i'm looking at getting into over the summertime is just providing boot camps to the local community so i may do that outside i've just contacted the council in order to to create something uh in shonagan lake for people awesome yeah that'd be cool yeah but yeah yeah, they're, they're, everything's pretty well opened back up now. Um, that's been, yeah, again, a long time coming. And, yeah. and so, yeah, it's definitely been a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Canada yeah. has been one of the harder hit countries from like, from the lockdown standpoint, mandate standpoint, all that sort of stuff. Mm. So with that being said, Stephanie, how have you marketed to get new faces uh, in front of you and new clients in the door, so to speak? What's kind of like your marketing philosophy and strategy been like so far? As for marketing, so I, I mean, I started out with just minimal, you know, jumping on Facebook, doing, joining the community groups, getting people in that way, which actually was pretty successful. Um, and then I have a Instagram page as well. So change fitness PT and I promote on there and market on there. I do, um, I actually have something <laughs> I do, uh, 
um, social media Tuesday is what I call it because that's my admin day. So that's my day to sort of schedule everything in. Um, and word of mouth is huge here in Shawnigan Lake. It's a very, very small area. And so I get a lot of people calling me just saying, hey, chatted with so-and-so. Uh, they recommended you. Do you have space? Um, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, word of mouth, obviously, uh, definitely a part of our marketing strategy. What is the demographic of your town like there as far as how many people and what's the overall demographic of your area? Yeah, so um, it really depends on if it's summer or winter here. So you definitely have a much smaller population in um, just a few thousand in the wintertime and then it ups in the summertime. Um, they... Yeah, it's it's a very sought after vacation um, vacation rental area and just on the lake. So, it I mean I just actually had a guy call me this morning from Calgary and he was coming over staying at an Airbnb for three weeks. He's like, can I come into the gym? Um, so that's cool too, right? Because you get new faces here and there. And um, yeah. So we got some. There's definitely some seasonality there. Then that's right. Ebbs and flows of client numbers, membership member numbers, all that stuff. You brought up yeah. the, um, your social media Tuesday, if you will, but yeah. <laughs> has worked well. have you done any digital paid advertising at this point or just been all pretty much organic? I've done a little bit on Instagram um, yeah. and that's pretty much been it. a little bit like a little bit on Facebook, a little bit on Instagram, but not a ton. I wouldn't say that it's my strong point. Um, and I, I would say that if you asked the gyms that I used to work at in Australia, they would never even believe that I had an Instagram page or a website or because they tried to get me to do that. <laughs> and I was like, no. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been a massive learning curve for me, but it's been a positive one. You know, I think that, um, one of the ladies, uh, I, I had thought about paying someone to do it and I have reached out to, to local, uh, people just to, I like to support local as well. So if I can find someone who is, um, into promoting locally, then that's a, that that's an option um but you know what one thing I love promoting myself because it I know the clients personally so I can tell their story on there or I can you know it's like ah, oh, good job Nicole you you smashed this weight today you did so I do a bit of that um but yeah it's I wouldn't say it's a, a super strong point for me <laughs> oh. I think it'd be a great thing. Like you brought up that boot camp in the summer, like to use mm. that to advertise that. I think that's like perfect, uh, perfect setup for that, you know, because yeah. boot camp probably has a defined end to it, like whatever, four weeks. That's, six weeks. that's right. Yeah. Those challenge, we'll call it a challenge, but those mm. defined end programs, we definitely see a lot of, a lot of success in with the, you know, with the digital space, if you will. So, sure. so we have the PT model. Uh, do you offer any other services to your clients, uh, in the brick and mortar part of your business before we get to the online part, <clears throat> brick and mortar to increase like the average revenue per member. Um, so we have PT, which is, um, I'm sure, what is your price first of all for PT? Uh, so if you, I, I've upped my prices. So yeah. my previous members, I keep them at the lower price. And then currently, uh, if you do one PT a week, you're at um, $75 an hour. If you're doing two, you're at sitting at 70. And if you're doing three, you're sitting at 65. So it's kind of, um, the more that you come, the less money that you pay. And I try to, I mean, you know, you want people to come in, you want them to make a lifestyle change. You want them to, um, be consistent. And, and that's one of the goals in, in creating that, um, tier of pricing. Definitely. And do you set it up with them, uh, packages or do a monthly kind of setup for the PT membership or training? 
Um, so they come in weekly and just, you know, whatever, however many they decide to do within the week. Um, I just send them off, say, you know, like 10, 10 sessions at a time or pay, people like to pay different. It depends on some people pay cash, some people pay online, some people just sort of mix it up. Yeah, I like the weekly setup. Um, it mm. gives, you, gives you a full extra billing cycle throughout a year instead of monthly or a package setup. So, yeah, I think that's yeah. a terrific way to do it. Um, now, I know change fitness is about way more than just fitness. So, Stephanie, talk to us about like the meaning behind your name and uh, really your overall vision here of what you're doing. Mm. So change fitness. I wanted to change the perspective on fitness and it not to be just a gym session where you come in and you smash yourself with dumbbells and barbells which is um as as we've spoken about before we we've both done that and there's there's definitely a place for it right sometimes you just need to go in and smash yourself in the gym and that's what your your brain and your body needs other times you might need to come in and just do a stretching session you might need to come in and just do a mindfulness session and i like to take more of a holistic approach when i'm coaching my clients and the goal is you know like slow progress so i i never typically encourage people to go on super low-cal diets and smash themselves for six weeks to get results because I want them to be able to maintain those results. So I put a bit more of a lifestyle emphasis on it. And so when people come in, we sit down, we have a chat, we figure out what their goals are, we figure out what their barriers are, what's worked for them in the past, what hasn't worked for them in the past, and why, and then we break it down. Um, and, and it's small, small changes, you know, um, there's, I mean, I remember two girls coming into me and just saying, when they first got in there, they're like, I'm probably going to cancel within three weeks. Like I've never been able to stay consistent. I, you know, and they, I'm like, all right, let's talk about that. Like, why haven't you been able to stay consistent? What, what, and one of the things like what, what works for you, what's going to make you come in? Is it that if you don't show up for your session that I charge you for it and you've paid in advance because you don't want to lose that, that $65 an hour that you're paying. And that's what works for one girl. Right. And now she's been coming for over a year and she started out at her back squat at 65 pounds the other day. And she just nailed um, her three rep max yesterday at 225. Wow. So, and she's a firefighter. So she's, yeah, she's trying to build strength so that she can save lives. So that's amazing, you know? That's incredible. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so just, I guess it's just, the, the reason I'm, I'm trying to create lifestyle changes as opposed to six week fixes. And that's probably why, um, why clients come in and why they stay because they see that and they mentally feel better. They physically feel better. Um, again, yeah, just going back to the beginning where I said, linking that mental health and that physical, physical health, I just feel is incredibly important. And so you've got to you've got to work with the client on a daily when they come in and it's, you can, you can see on their face if they're coming in and they're about to smash a session or if they have just had a really tough day as a nurse, as a doctor, as a, as a police officer, you know, and you need to adapt the program. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. So kind of programming, uh, we'll say day to day based on how that person's feeling and what kind of what their day and week has been like, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have a few questions for you on that. So that's uh, really cool to see, I think, see like the, the journey of the client, you know, from day one through the year, mm. year 20. So yeah. how is it that you, I'm sure once people come in and they meet you, they're, they're, they're signing up right nine out of 10 times they're staying. 
how do you what is that first meeting like with the client i come in the door today stephanie what uh what's that initial sit down like and are you just going over like you can't mention before what they've done yeah so they come in you know we have a bit of a chat and we go over a pre-exercise uh screening questionnaire just talk about their past history and working out what their goals are that sort of thing and again we just break it down so I, um, I've always in the past done free consults with people because I always tell people, um, you know, if you're going to be committed to fitness, you need to like your trainer. And if you don't like me, then go find someone else. Or if I can't provide for you what you need, if we can't build a relationship, then I'm not the trainer for you. So I will literally tell people to go somewhere else if, if I'm not the person for them. Right. Um, and, and so I think it's important that then when they walk in the door, they feel comfortable talking to me about, um, everything right you you as a trainer you know yourself you're not just PT you're also a therapist so when people walk in the door they need to be able to tell you all right I just had a fight with my partner and this is what's going on so this is what I need today all right cool let's do it like maybe today you do need to be smashed right or and you've got to talk about stress levels because when when people are stressed that affects their training when people are not sleeping that affects their ability to recover when their nutrition is shit can I say shit on here (laughs) okay (laughs) so sorry Um, you know, that's, that's how we adapt after we break down those muscles in the gym. So we've got to create a relationship where you're comfortable talking to me about those things. So your first meeting is literally me getting to know every bit about you. I'm asking you if you're a female about your menstruation, I'm asking you about your stress levels. I'm asking you about how you sleep, all of those things. And we sit down and break that down and talk about, yeah, talk about how we can overcome that. Yeah. I love that approach. I kind of, like you said, the holistic holistic approach not just lifting weights but everything sleep so important mm. so important mm. so building the relationship obviously pt businesses normally we have a much higher retention because it's you know we're one-on-one or two-on-one mm. and really get to know our clients are there ways you've been able to communicate with your clients when they're not with you you know the other 23 hours of the day do you check in with them uh via text or i know you have an app too now so mm. how does communication work stephanie when the clients are not with you or if they miss a session or something like mm. that yeah. So, I mean, typically most of it happens in the gym or, and then just, uh, the, the individuals who I support in the gym, I mean, I see them so often throughout the week. I, I don't have many people that just come once a week, but typically everyone's in there two, three, sometimes four times a week. So, you know, we see, we see each other quite a bit and it, it's just texting outside of that. But we, I mean, I myself am someone who tries to also set boundaries from work to life. So on the weekend, people know, um, the gym is closed on the weekend. I'm not someone to be on my phone, um, all the time, 24 seven. So if you're texting me about something about the gym, I'll probably get back to you Monday morning, unless it's urgent. And otherwise, you know, obviously I, I respond as needed, but, um, yeah, we, we cover quite a bit while we're in our sessions. <laughs> I'm sure, sure people don't want to talk to me outside of the session. <laughs> yeah. besides, besides fitness, there's so much more. Like we're a relationship coach, you know, accountability coach, mm. community building coach, and probably yeah. 10,000 other things. Yeah, we definitely wear a lot of hats. Now, right. um, with this holistic approach, I know you offer nutrition, guidance, coaching with your clients. Is that something you charge additionally additional or is that a part of the training packages that you offer? 
Um, that's additional. So, and that'll depend on the individual. So I don't create specific um, nutrition programs. I might break it down. What I'll do for people is break it down into, well, again, going back to the, the gym theme of setting goals and barriers and that sort of thing. We talk about that with nutrition as well. But if some people want to, we break it down into macros and, and calories and that sort of thing. But I don't give them an exact nutrition plan to follow. I do have a local um, nutritionist that I work with, so I can I can guide them there or just break down the macros for them. And then they stay on track through my fitness pal. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great mm. app, obviously. And the links, mm. are, links with a lot of softwares we get to use. Mm. Um, and I like that you said it's not just about like macros and micros because it's so much more than that. You know, like uh, mm. I'm reading this great book. Hold on a sec. Have you seen this book? Have you never seen it? See that? Have you ever read that? I just Eat nutrition. It. No, what is it? You're writing, writing it down. You know, most nutrition books are kind of boring, right? And like you throw them out after two, after 20 pages. Yeah. Really good. Uh, really good. It goes into way more than just the macros and the micros and all this stuff. It's uh, oh, cool. goes into the, uh, you know, history of it and food and like, uh, it's very good. Very well recommended. Uh, written by Dr. Catherine Shanahan. So yeah, really good. Really Dr. good. Dr. Catherine but, Shanahan. Uh, yeah, really good. Really good. So uh, I think it was written in 2008. She just updated it like one or two years ago. So it's pretty cool. Oh, nice. I'm a huge reader. So I yeah, you'll will, um, it. You'll I'll check it. it. Uh, yeah, really good. Probably best nutrition book I have read for sure. So really yeah. cool. Yeah. I know it's a lot. There's so many tossing it out there, throwing it out there. It really is. It really is. Especially if you like like the uh well, I don't want to call it paleo, but the more primal kind of diet type of thing. Yeah. I like the word diet. The human diet, what the human diet should be. Yes. Brings in a lot of sociology to it. So she lived with like tribes and different parts of the world and amazing pregnancy and where you should be eating during pregnancy and all these things like that. So it's uh it's really cool. Really cool. Oh, cool. I'll check yeah. it out. Well, very cool. Uh so very cool. Stephanie, before we get into the uh, online part of your business, which I mm. think is a uh, you know, big part of the future uh, of mm. our industry in some way, shape, or form, what is your goal here with your brick and mortar gym? I know we touched on it a little bit, uh, maybe bigger group class here down the road, but in the next year, what would you love uh, goal-wise here to accomplish within Change Fitness's brick and mortar facility? Mm. So to be honest, my hope is that I, I mean, I would love to find a new space right now. I'm currently looking for a new space in order to move it into. Um, and that would be the goal and to do small group fitness classes, maybe four or five people uh, and then have outdoor classes as well. So within the next year, that would likely likely be the goal. Um, I'm, I'm pretty content with the individuals. I have great, I have great clients. I, um, they are beautiful humans and I have so much fun when I go in there every day. And I love that. I love that piece. So as much as I, I love online, my hope is that the online piece, I mean, the, there's so much, there's so much to both of them that I like, but online can create a little bit more freedom of time. Right. Um, but in person that that's kind of what makes me tick. That's what, that's what I love having the people in there. So I'm happy with the number of individuals I have. I reached capacity with what I can, um, what I can have in studio um but I would yeah looking definitely looking for a new space to be able to do those small group classes would be the goal within the next year that's awesome yeah what do you think like uh if you had the perfect space in your mind like square footage wise some weird mm. is it like 2,000 square feet is it 10,000 is it 1,500 
Yeah. Who? Maybe, maybe 1500, yep. maybe 1500 to 2000 where you could have a bit of fun in there. And yep. I love, I also love my, my dream is, um, I'm a, I'm a big, like, I love gymnastics. I love, um, you know, getting people in there and getting them to do handstands and people are like, I can't do a handstand. You're like, yeah, you can. They're like, I haven't done that since I was 10. I'm like, yeah, have a go. And they have so much fun doing that stuff. So to have a gym with like monkey bars and, you know, some Ninja warrior stuff would be super cool. (laughs) We'll be kids again. It's like a recess, you know, like we used to do that. Right. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. 1,500 to 2,000 square feet, I think is uh, like, it's great because it gives you the space to do a little more, like you're saying, mm. but the expense isn't crazy, crazy, crazy. That's right. Uh, I know commercial rents all over the world are getting out of control, but mm. uh, yeah, I think that gives you a nice sweet spot, especially for like, I love that small group training model. I'm not going to lie. It's like uh, yeah. that's perfect for everybody. Like sometimes PT gets a little pricey for clients for some, right? Sometimes. Totally. And then for us, maybe the big group, we can't coach in a group of twenties. We couldn't group of five. Mm. Like, yeah, I think it's a, uh, the sweet spot. I think it's really good, a uh, really good uh, model for sure. So yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. And uh, like you mentioned there with the online platform, obviously gives you some time freedom. Uh, let's mm-hmm. you reach potentially people not near us, right? Uh, in our locality can for sure further out. What is your online platform right now? I know you're doing a lot with the corporate wellness piece. Um, talk to us about the online part of your business, Stephanie. So I've got uh, the online, it's a change fitness called change fitness app. It's, um, and what I do is create six to eight week programs on there that people can just literally jump on, choose whatever program they want. It could be an intermediate hit. It could be an advanced total body tone. It could be a, a beginner's weight loss program. Um, you know, there's a core shred. There's, there's tons of them on there. And what people get is anywhere, like I said, from six, actually, I just made a nine week program the other day, a strength training program. And you, you just need a set of dumbbells. You jump on, you add it to your calendar. You can rearrange the days as you see fit. And there's, um, you get to join our community members group as well, which is cool. And we actually just uh, announced today, we're going to, we're going to do a few extra things. Like I work with a yoga instructor who is an absolute legend in California and her and I work together on one of the corporate programs that we do. And so she's going to jump on and do a, um, we're going to do like a back-to-back hit session and a deep, a deep stretch for live classes for them. So there's lots on there. You can, you, there's a nutrition piece, there's a workout piece, there's a a personalized calendar. And then the biggest feedback that I've gotten on the app is that people really appreciate the uh, task reminders. So I create task reminders each week for them. And it basically, it can be anything, right? Like it's, um, we talk about stress. We talk about methods to decrease stress. We talk about sleep again, just going back to that holistic approach. We talk about how to change behaviors and not to go all or nothing, but maybe start small and build your way up. So they they get those every day that are just small reminders. Like, Hey, have you set your goals for this month? Right. No, cool. Take 15 minutes. Like what's your goal? So I think that's been the biggest piece of feedback that people have appreciated is it's just, it's just a bit more personalized for them. Yeah, I think those reminders, like you said, are massive. Like sometimes we need to not be taught, but reminded. And like those reminders, mm. it's stuff we all know, but it's like those reminders are, are huge. And that's where like our coaching can play such a massive role to impact somebody's life uh, in a great way. How did you form that strategic partnership alliance uh, with the yoga instructor in California? Because I think that's an awesome idea. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, really cool. 
Yeah. So her and I met through the corporate gig that we both do and she does. Yeah. We work with a company in Toronto and we do a health and wellness program for their employees. So the employees all have full access to the app and then we do monthly challenges for them as well. And I also go on and do, and I meet with their employees and do one-on-one goal setting sessions once every eight weeks. So, um, anybody who wants to take advantage of that they just jump on with me and then we do a couple live hit sessions each uh each month and she does a few yoga sessions so yeah sometimes we combine and we just we just see what the employees need and see what they want and create programs around it yeah incredible uh Mm. is the goal to kind of reach out more and get and uh, be able to service more corporations more businesses around canada around the united states around the world Absolutely. Yeah, that that would be the goal. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's terrific. And uh, obviously another great way to impact people. Um, mm. Last last question, Stephanie, like I told you, it's kind of beforehand. So kind of where we like to end it, but two parts. And we've talked about some of this stuff already. So you can, can mm. reiterate it or if there's something new, but big okay. picture here, like what would you like ultimately, you know, for the business and kind of from the business? Mm. Whew, for the business, I just want people to be happy healthy humans and to have a bit of fun and and just incorporate fitness into their into their lifestyle and know that it's more than yeah it's more than just smashing themselves at the gym like we spoke about right it's um it's creating healthy minds which in turn creates healthy bodies and you know one of the things that uh, I have learned from taking a number of courses from Dan Garner who is a nutritionist and a trainer up in Canada and Toronto he's if if you don't know about him he's a super cool dude and has an amazing nutrition program if anyone's looking to learn more about nutrition and training as well um he one of the things that he says is like a lot of people think that you need to lose weight in order to be healthy and you actually need to be healthy in order to lose weight. So that's one thing that I've taken on big time in trying to coach my clients. So I just want them to get as much as they can out of, out of the app, out of me, learn what you can use me to build connections and find other great trainers. You know, I don't know everything. I'm not the, 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 most knowledgeable person in every single area so use me as a tool to reach out to other people and to learn and to just grow and be curious about fitness and and health and wellness that's probably that goal and then what was number two (laughs) ultimately like what would you like from the business Mm, yeah so I'd love to create um I'd love to create freedom of travel I'm a big traveler and um, my partner is an Aussie so we uh, eventually would like to go back and forth but I still want to be able to have a space where I've got a gym and maybe there's an extra trainer there who can take over for me while I'm not there um and keep the online online aspect as well and just grow that community and, you know, I, I currently am in a really amazing position where COVID has been so good and so bad in so many ways, but it's opened up opportunities for me to work. I am originally from the East Coast of Canada, and now I've been able to reconnect with so many people and train them in the East Coast and in Australia and in the West Coast. Like, when would that have ever happened if... Yeah. if these past few years hadn't happened right we probably wouldn't be on this podcast together (laughs) yeah i like that uh obviously we can talk about the bad stuff of covid all day long but i like totally i like now to focus on the positive because there is a ton of positives right and like you just just alluded to alluded to a few right there and i Mm. think also has further kind of ramped up that uh again that online platform 
for us as coaches and fitness professionals. Um, to be able to end of the day, impact more people in, in a positive way. So I agree mm -hmm. totally. Stephanie, I think it's a terrific place to, to wrap this episode up. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Where can listeners, again, check you out, your website, uh, your social media, where can we find you? Yeah, so you've got uh, changefitnesspt.com is the website. You can find any info on there. And then Instagram, changefitnesspt. So Beautiful. I will give yeah. you a follow right after this. So uh, thank you so Legend. much. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate your time. You got it. Listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.